0: If you're teaching a course, and it's largely based on theory, people are not going to get results. Right. That thing is not going to be sustained, but for so long. I, I read a quote the other day, in, in James, I think it was probably in James Clear's email thing. And it was like, clever marketing sells once, but only a good product can sell twice. <laughs>
1: Hello and welcome to the Physical Preparation Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Robertson, and I'll be joining the line later today by Dr. Shantae Cofield, aka The Movement Maestro. Now before we jump into this week's episode, I want to give you a quick recap of the week that was, a little insight as to what's new in my neck of the woods, and hey, give you a deep thought because I feel like it's been a little while since we've done that. I want to start bringing that back. So Last week was pretty epic all around. It was spring break 2022. Feels like you plan you know four, five, six months for these events. They're here before you know it and they're gone before you know it but such a great time. Plenty of just great chill and hangout time with Jess and the kids. Finally, got some warm weather, which was very nice. It has been awful here. I mean, granted, it's Indiana. I don't expect San Diego-ish weather, but it's been cold. It's been rainy and just in general, pretty darn miserable for the last two months straight. You know, you get those teaser days where it's like 65, 70 and you think, oh, we're turning the corner. And then the next day it's 30 degrees and you got snow flurries. So it was great to have some 70s. We got on the beach, Uh, we got to hang out with one of my best friends from college, his name's Wes. Uh, I've known this guy since I was 18, best man in my wedding. Uh, He was, I was the best man in his, so just an awesome guy, and his kids get along great with my kids. He's got two daughters and a son, they're all about the same age as our kids, so definitely, definitely enjoyed it, and definitely needed it. It was one of those where I didn't realize it until I got 2 or 3 days in and just realized kind of how drained I was. Uh so definitely feel recharged, refreshed and thankfully I did that because now it's kind of go time here. Like coaching is about to crank up full tilt. Yeah, granted it's mid-April now, but I'm going to start having all basketball guys getting back in here in short order. My college kids are going to be back and I might even have a handful of high school kids that I'm working with this summer. So Lots of coaching going on, so I'm definitely glad I got that week off to just recharge and re-energize myself before we get into uh, the thick of the summer training. Uh, what else is new? iFast is cranking, feeling really good about where we're at there. I think we're settling into a good routine. Obviously, we got Dave, we got Jesse in the afternoons. He's starting to get into like a nice rhythm and routine. I got Nisa, uh, who has been like a seven, eight-year member of the gym who is now handling some of our front office and admin duties. And she's been such a great shot on the arm to have her on board with us. She's made the front office look great. It's nice to just have a woman's touch around the gym. So I think it really looks less sterile in our little front office area. She's done a great job with that. Uh, Also cranking up our social media uh, at IFAS. So we've got my guy Mikey Levine coming in. Mikey just does some amazing like hype videos some very high quality pictures so just trying to get us out there more it's it's kind of hard to to balance and manage all the different things right between rts and ifast and the family and trying to keep some semblance and modicum of my own health going in the right direction so You know, I feel like I'm finally starting to figure out how to put all these pieces together, how to delegate a little bit better. So I'm really excited about where the gym is at. And I feel like we're trending in the right direction there. Um, Obviously the RTS social has been going very strong. I brought my guy Paul in at the start of the year. Couldn't be happier with how that's gone. We've seen awesome growth and kind of like our followers and all that, but that's not even the main like bottom line metric for me. For me, I'm looking at Impact. I'm looking at comments, interactions, and it seems like people are really enjoying this stuff. And I try and have a nice blend of hey, here's some actual exercises where I demo exercises. I do quick tips. I do some whiteboard Wednesday stuff where I break down some concepts. I mean, there's a little bit of everything there. I've even been doing these little public service announcements, and it's kind of awkward because it's not something I'm comfortable always doing on camera yet. But I I really like it. It's something fun. It's different. And it keeps me on my toes as a content creator. So really happy with that. And then if you follow me on Instagram, you'll also see in the stories, sometimes I'll put little snippets of how things are going with the podcast. And I just wanted to share this with you because I appreciate you listening. Last month, we had our best month ever. And for the first time ever in a 30-day period, we crossed over 40,000 downloads and streams. So, you know, when I started, I was like, man, if I could get to 30,000, right, like a thousand downloads and streams per day, I thought, man, I'm just going to be crushing it. So for us to be here six years later and crossing that 40K barrier, really with like no end in sight, like we're trending upward almost every month, man, I just can't thank you enough. So I appreciate you listening in and I'm going to do my best to keep finding the absolute best people to interview. And I got some really good ones coming up. So make sure you continue to tune in. If you're not already subscribed, share it with your friends, Uh, whatever you can do to help us spread the word, I would appreciate it. Now, before we jump into the episode, I want to give you a thought. And again, I used to do these deep thoughts. I kind of got away from it a little bit. And what I don't want this opening section to be about is just like the All About Mike show. Uh, What I want to do is talk about some things, because I think people genuinely like to know what's going on with me as a human being, as a coach, as a business owner. But I think people also want to know my thoughts on things. And sometimes when I'm just interviewing people, you don't get as much of that. So a thought that I want to share with you today and something that I've always tried to do in my life, whether it's coaching, whether it's in the free aspects of my business or in the paid aspects, is to give more than you take, right? So one thing that I've always kind of espoused is you could listen to this podcast forever. Right? Like you could go back and download 320 some episodes and I don't make a penny off it. Like there's no way for me to monetize old episodes. Like, granted, I could sell ads and that sort of thing, but that doesn't come out of your pocket whatsoever. You know? Uh, So anything that I do for free, I do from a place of altruism. Uh, It definitely helps me grow my business, it helps build brand recognition and that sort of thing. But again, There's a lot of things that you can do, whether it's the podcast, the videos I create, articles on my website, you can check out all that stuff absolutely free forever and not have to pay for it. But I think it goes further than that too. And it comes down to, you know, when you do charge for a service and if you're a trainer, uh, a coach, a rehab professional, you have to charge, right? Like you have to sell a service and you have to get paid for a service, But I've always been a big believer in giving more than you take. So, you know, if you charge $100 for a session, yes, there's an exchange of value, right? They value your time and your expertise and you obviously need to get paid for it. But your goal should be, hey, if I charge $100, I'm going to give you $120, $150. I'm going to give you $200 worth of value. And so this is something that I've always tried to do, whether it was when I'm coaching my clients and athletes. Uh, If I am creating products, you know, that's one of the things I took pride on early on when somebody would buy a product like Magnificent Mobility or Bulletproof Knees or, you know, even the bigger product now, like Complete Coach Certification, like that's not a cheap investment. If you're on the insider's list, it's 7.97 dollars right now and it's probably going to go up. But I've had so much great feedback and people that are like, hey, I bought X certification, Y certification, or I've been to all these courses. This is the best thing I've ever invested in. It's worth 3X or 5X what you're charging. Like that makes me happy, but it also makes me proud. And so that's something I think you, regardless of where you're at in life, whether you're a trainer, coach, rehab professional, you're in a different profession, doesn't matter. Just as a general rule in life, work to give more than you take. Because if you do that, your cup is always going to be full. You're going to sleep great every night. And just all in all, you're going to feel amazing about yourself. All right. So that does it for me. We're going to take a quick break. And then we're going to jump into this awesome, awesome episode with Dr. Shantae Cofield. It seems like every day I talk to a young trainer or coach who is frustrated. Maybe they're frustrated with the results they're getting. Maybe they're frustrated because they don't have trusted resources to learn from. And maybe they're frustrated because they simply don't have enough clients and wonder how long they'll be able to stay in the industry. So if that sounds anything like you, I've got something that I know will help. My Complete Coach Certification was created for trainers and coaches just like you, who are serious about the results they get and who know that becoming a better coach can directly translate to a bigger bottom line. This certification is going to take the last 20 years of my life's work and put it all into one massive course. In it, you'll learn how to use the R7 system to create seamless, integrated, and efficient programs for clients and athletes of all shapes and sizes, how to create the culture, environment, and relationships with everyone you train so you can get the absolute best results, and the exact progressions, regressions, and coaching cues I use in the gym. From squatting and deadlifting to pressing and pulling and everything in between. Of course, there's a ton more that I cover, but that should give you a pretty good idea of what the CERT is all about. Now here's the thing. Spots for the certification will only open twice per year for a limited time only. To get on the insider's list, just head over to CompleteCoachCertification.com. Again, CompleteCoachCertification.com and then stay tuned for emails in the coming weeks. Thanks so much for your support, and I hope you'll pick up a copy of the Complete Coach Certification when it launches. Physical therapist turned entrepreneur. Dr. Shante Cofield, a.k.a. the Movement Maestro, is the host of Maestro on the Mic and the founder of the Movement Maestro LLC, a social media-based company that provides both online and in-person education for health and movement professionals around the world. Shante's professional pursuits Center around providing business coaching with a focus on brand strategy and community development in the ever-growing digital marketplace. She's also a proud SoCal resident, drives a hypergreen Jeep Wrangler, and wishes to leave you with this message, Be relentless in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire. In this show, Shantae and I have such a great discussion and we cover a ton of different topics. We start by talking about her wide-ranging career path, what she means when she says to diversify your joy portfolio, why you should focus on your effort versus simply focusing on outcomes, her advice for content creators, and much, much more. The energy and vibe in this show were so amazing, and I really hope you enjoy listening to it as much as I did recording it. But enough for me. Let's do this. Shantae. First off, super excited to have you on the show. Thanks so much for coming on. Could you start by just telling us a little bit about yourself?
0: Sure thing. First off, Mike, thanks for having me. I'm stoked to chat and chop it up. Uh, So a little about me. I am a physical therapist by trade, a entre- an entrepreneur by choice, perhaps maybe necessity. Yeah. Uh, you know, I did the typical PT grind for about eight years. I lived in New York City, so it was definitely the true PT grind where you're seeing, you know, when I say PT physical therapist grind, where you're seeing upwards 15, 20 plus patients a day. And you get to a point where you're like, am I helping people or are they? maybe kind of getting better because I'm telling them they can't do what they love and then they just go back and do it and <laughs> they get hurt again All like right. that dilemma there so I uh, found social media because I was just trying to connect with people uh, I had kind of gotten to CrossFit at that time I started following people like WadDoc, um, K-Star and I was like hey I think I could like put content out like this it was you know back in the day but only had 15 right. second videos and I was like right I could I could do this. I wasn't trying to like build anything. I was just like I could connect with people, share my ideas. From that, uh, found Perry Nicholson, wound up landing a gig with Rock Tape, went on to become mm-hmm. one of their lead instructors. I traveled the world teaching for them, uh, and I got so many reps and so much experience. I was able to create my own my own course, and I had grown my following on Instagram simultaneously. simultaneously right? uh, Rock Tape has a phenomenal entrepreneur model. So grew my following, saw a problem, saw a need because people were like, well, what do I do next? I, I understand there's, there's an intervention, but what next? So I was like, well, I'll make a course on this. <laughs> uh, so did that for a little bit. And 2020 was actually my best year. I had at that point really wanted to been wanting to step back from the movement side of things, even though I'm the movement maestro. I was right. wanting to step back from the physical movement side of things and really bring the online business side to the forefront. And 2020 gave me the opportunity. I didn't want to really travel to teach anymore, couldn't travel to teach. So, right. That worked out, uh, and brought all of the online business stuff, all the, the online business coaching. I brought it to the forefront. I've been doing it, you know, off the off the off the shelf, off the market kind of thing before. Brought it to the forefront, and now that is what I do. I do online business coaching, largely with a, like an Instagram bias, was so that's usually where people are finding the eyes. Sure. Uh, and I help people build their personal brands.
1: I love it. I love it. Okay, so not to get. Off the rails, right off the back. But I literally just had a call with Nick Lamb, and oh, dope! It, yeah, it's so funny because we had the same discussion of look, like everybody dealt with twenty twenty in their own unique way. But like, if you had the right mindset, a lot of people made serious moves in their lives, in their careers in twenty twenty. Yes. So yes. it's so cool to hear you say the same thing yes. that he just yes. said a little yes. while ago.
0: You know that that forced great pause. And really gave it gave people time to say, is this what I want to be doing? And that's largely a question that I had been asking myself forever. Yeah. And so you had no choice but to ask yourself that. And then you had the opportunity to do something about it because there was that forced pause. And I was like, I've been waiting for this. I'm taking advantage of this. Yeah,
1: I love it, man. Okay, yeah. so let's rewind. Let's go back to the yeah. very beginning. What got you into the world of physical preparation in the first place?
0: Totally. So I've been an athlete my whole life. I I'm actually really glad you asked this because I've been feeling some kind of way about how things are what, what's going on in the online space and a general softening of things and people feeling like, you know, you can't say things and you're like very apologetic about things. And yes. there is so much value in competition. There is so much value in physically testing yourself Mm -hmm. and I'm not here to be like equate that with worth or anything like that but there is so much value in it and that's something that I feel grateful for that's always you know movement and um, athleticism has always come very naturally to me and so yeah I I champion it because one of the things that I'm good at right but that's what got me into was just a fondness for it and and doing you know playing tons of sports I went and played division one soccer at Georgetown so I always knew I'd play soccer, but I've, I've done everything. I did ice hockey. I threw the javelin. I ran cross country. I'm kind of built like a That's spider. Cool. So like, yeah, CrossFit yeah. wasn't really the best <laughs> choice for me. Right. Uh, but it was just always the thing Then I tore my ACL of a very common story, tore my ACL when I was 15. That was my first exposure to physical therapy. And I always wanted to be an orthopedic surgeon, went to grad school, was pre-med, excuse me, went to undergrad, was pre-med. And at some point was like, I am not sure if this is what I want to be doing. I'm not sure if I want to go to med school. And my advisor was like, do physical therapy. And I was like, okay. And that was like pretty much the conversation. In my mind, I was like, what other options do I have? I'm so far along in my career path, my my undergrad career path. And I really felt that I'd always have a job. Even if I didn't love it, I would always have the safety of that. And I was like, that's a good enough start. And I can build from there.
1: I love it. I love it. Okay. So then last but not least, walk us through the career arc. Talk us through, okay, I'm going to go PT school. Talk to me. where did you go to school? Uh, What were some of your first jobs? Because I love young coaches. I, I want them to understand that it's not like this A to B linear process. right? Right. So talk to me about the process. How did you get started to get to where you're at today?
0: totally so uh i always say that my journey has been one largely of exclusion where i mm-hmm. i one of the best things i ever did was and i'll get into it like as i was starting to get like fatigued with physical therapy i made a list of things i didn't want to be doing and that list is always easier i think it's more mm-hmm. important to identify what we don't want yeah
1: there's because value because i in give that. space
0: That's so much value and then we have space for what we do want to emerge or to fill in but i went to uh I went to Georgetown undergrad, right? I was pre-med, human science. I actually loved my major. I really prepared me for anything. That was a very, very rigorous program, and I am so grateful for that. Uh, From there, I went to NYU for undergrad, and I went there because I heard back from them the soonest. It was also on the East Coast. I'm from Jersey. I was looking at USC, which was the number one program at the time, but it's across the country, and I was like... I'm never going to be, I'm never going to be able to come home. I'm poor. Like, how am I going to fly home as a grad student? So I have younger siblings. So I was like, I'll go to NYU. Went to NYU, Mike, and I hated it. I didn't hate NYU. I hated physical therapy school. I felt like it was too Mm. easy and that I had made a mistake. I think that Mm. you probably relate to this when you're used to working hard and you value hard work. Not that you have to struggle to do things, but when you really value hard work, sometimes when things come easier It can be hard, difficult to initially be like, oh, this is because I'm supposed to be doing this or I'm good at it. You can kind of be like, did I make the wrong choice? Should I be, you know, should I be doing
1: something else?
0: Exactly. So my college roommate, uh, Karina, also went to NYU, but she went to med school. And so I'm like watching what she was doing. And I was like, did I make the wrong choice? but I wasn't going to backtrack. I was like, well, I'm in now. So go through, (laughs) go through three years of grad school, come out with a mountain of debt and went and got my first job uh, was from one of the affiliations that we did. You do rotations during PT school. One Mm -hmm. of the rotations I did, I wound up getting a job there, but I had interviewed at a few places and none of them really fit. And this is kind of before the cash-based revolution that we're in now where like everyone for themselves and there's That wasn't really a thing. So I was like, you know, you're going to be in some kind of mill, but like you want to be in like the best or the, the least worst of the mills. Yes. Yes. So I, I got a job because of, you know, where I, where I had done one of my rotations and I stayed at that place maybe a year and was very quickly disenchanted by the model, but, and for any, you know, young coaches that are out there, young PTs that are out there, Make the most of every situation. So it was a high volume clinic, but that means so many reps. Like I was yeah. gonna get burned out. It's not sustainable. Yep. But I had bills to pay. I was living in New York City, Mike. Like <laughs> it's not cheap. I gotta cheap. work. I gotta yeah. work. Yeah. So I was like let me make the most of this. Like you can still learn a ton. You still get a ton of exposure. Yeah, the sessions were short, but I was like, I could still learn how to be, not I could still learn, I will have to learn how to be efficient with things and pick the exercises, pick the interventions that I think will have the most bang for my buck. Yep. And you're kind of trial by fire there. So there was definitely value in it. I'm not saying everyone has to do this start right off with, but if that's where you find yourself, Make the most of it. So I went from that job, and then I switched to the same company, but a different location. And the um, clinical director at that second location was someone that I had done an, an internship with hmm. during under, during grad school. Yeah. Uh, so it made sense to switch locations, and you know, it was a little bit better, uh, better clinic director, but still the same model. So you're still trying to learn what you can, take the most out of it get those reps, learn that you can actually help people. Uh, But about two years into treating, I was just like, I don't know if this is what I signed up for. Like like I said earlier, are people, am I actually helping people? Or like, what's kind of the deal here? Can I do this forever? Do I want to be doing this? Like, what do I hate about this? And so around that time, I went and spoke with a mentor of mine. She was like, you know, go speak to this guy. And he was like, you know, get some more letters after your name, which I if you're going to stay in the model in any kind of system, figure out how to play the system, work the system, yes. win the game. Yes. Right. Like I'm out of it now, but like having those extra letters after my name definitely helped me navigate things while I was in the system. I will not say that that going for like my, my specialty certifications made me a better physical therapist, but it made me better at playing the game. And when I went to get a, you know, a job with rock tape, so I went and got my OCS from there, I wound up switching to another facility, not, not at all um, connected with the first ones because I wanted to go into pelvic floor pelvic health.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Like and I was just like, I feel like I'm ready for that. I wanted to change. I was always just looking to learn and do more. It was the same kind of setting, but new problems, new people like new, new pathologies to be working with. So right. that like you know, gave me some more life and extended recharge. Yeah, exactly. just a little bit. And I was like, I need to take this a little longer. And then I started making that list I told you about that was like things I hate, things I don't want to be doing. And, uh, I was like, I don't want to be walking to work in the dark. (laughs) I don't want to be walking to work in the snow. I have a thing with weather, Mike. (laughs) Yeah. So as I'm making this list, uh, I was also training for the marathon training for marathons at that time, Told you, but like a spider. And, um, I was running past CrossFit box. It's like literally down the street from me. And I was had a lot of patients at that time that were doing CrossFit. And I was like, you know, when I'm done with this marathon, it would make sense for me to explore CrossFit so I could, be, you know, feel, interact with, understand what my patients and clients are, are dealing with. So ran marathons, got into CrossFit, and then again, wanting to learn more. I dove into social media because that's where people seemed to be where they were like learning about CrossFit and connecting over CrossFit. And so I was like, okay, let me see what this thing is (laughs) from there. That's when I started putting things out. I made friends with, you know, Perry Nicholson. I took a rock tape course for him because I wanted to teach. I wanted to learn from him. Right. And uh, I asked, I was like, how do I become an instructor for this? So I, about like, you know, six months later, I'm like starting to be onboarded. And at that time, I'm starting to pull back from really wanting to be doing the clinical stuff. Um, you know, if I jump forward a little bit from there, I, I stopped work. I was still working at my full-time job, but then I was starting to do some cash-based stuff and some concierge stuff. Cause yeah. I was like, I'm going to kind of switch this and like, I make sure I can make the money. Yeah. So I took the leap, left my full-time job, but had a safety net that I knew from, from rock tape. I'd be able to make some money there was doing the cash-based stuff. Um, So you see, I'm treating less and now starting to go into teaching. Uh, From there, I went into teaching even more and treating even less moved across the country, moved to California, really started doubling down on the teaching, but also knew Mike that if I'm teaching, I need to be treating in some capacity to you know, Keep your relevance. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and I was like, you know what? I'd rather just not teach because I don't want to treat anymore. Like right. I was very good at what I did, but it wasn't my passion. So that's when I started looking to pull back. And, you know, in all the traveling that I was doing and teaching for Rock Tape, every time that someone would bring me in and ask me to be the the instructor, they'd always want to go out to dinner and they'd always want to talk business. And so I was like, clearly people view me as having some expertise here. Mm -hmm. And so that's the only kind of started coming more to the forefront. And then 2020 was when I made that hard switch and was just like, I'm done with the movement stuff. If you folks want, you know, there's millions of other people out there. I'm happy to recommend other people to you that you can follow. But this is where my, my heart is and helping you live your best life through through creating a business. Yeah. This is the vehicle now. Uh, and that's where we're at right now. So we see lots of... You know, Ebbs and it's flows. not linear.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I love that though. And so much respect for you in the sense that a lot of people would be very happy to go out and just teach courses and do those consultant things. And totally like that's always been great. my thing, right? Like, hey, that's good for you. But that's always been my thing. Like before I do that, and before I hang my hat on that kind of stuff, like I want to make sure I've always got kind of one toe in the water so I can always totally. talk from a, a position of reality totally. because otherwise, totally, otherwise it's like, oh, hey, here's this perfect world. I would do this, this and this. And well, but yeah, this is reality. Yeah. And that's but it not doesn't habits. work. Exactly.
0: hundred percent. Mike, you know, I think everything that we do is built is, and, you know, it ties back to, to movement and strength training. It's all about the results. Mm -hmm. What results are you getting? They speak for themselves. They stand on their own two feet. And if you're teaching a course, and it's largely based on theory, people are not going to get results. That thing is not going to be sustained, but for so long. I I read a quote the other day, and I think it was probably in James Clear's email thing. And it was like, clever marketing sells once, but only a good product can sell twice. And I was like, yeah, it makes sense. Like, you got to be able to get results. And if you're not at least having your toe still in the water... Good luck with those results. Those Consistent
1: results, results. exactly. Yeah. Okay, this is awesome, man. I'm already excited because <laughs> I think we've got so many great topics that I want to talk about. And for starters, I hear so many people these days talk about this idea of being a brand or building a brand. And all that sounds great, but this is something that you do on the regular. So yeah. I want to know what, what does building a brand mean to you and how does totally. one go about doing it?
0: Totally. So... You know, we can go into, but let's not go into, uh, you know, formal definitions of things, mainly because I'm terrible at memorization. (laughs) But in terms of branding, right, the the traditional definition of branding is like leaving your mark. So, you know, my logo and things like that. But when as it as it relates to things like colloquially and how we understand it, to me, it's how you make people feel and subsequently how they feel about you. Mm. So you're always branding. marketing is storytelling, right? It's the act of doing things. But with branding, you're literally always doing it. How you show up, what you look like, how you act. It's how you make people feel and subsequently how they feel about you. It's really interesting that I get to help people with this now because I stumbled upon this, right? So it wasn't like I set out with the Movement Maestro to like build this massive brand. It was just Mm -hmm. like, here I am. This is fun like there was no real intention behind it. So now sure. we're in a time where people are like actively trying to do that because they have more examples of it, you know. When I'm starting in 2014, they're like where the many people doing it. So there wasn't but so much you could be trying to trying to mimic. But in terms of what is branding to me in general, it is again how you make people feel and subsequently how they feel about you. In terms of how does one build a brand, I think there's so many different ways to go about it. But the number one thing is leading with authenticity. So like from a drill perspective, I have people establish their values, which may change as you like start to dive into them. But I have them identify, establish their values. And then the whole goal is showing up with authenticity. Yes, we got to be getting results, like from a business perspective, right? Businesses are built on solutions to problems. Otherwise you have those like a hobby. Right. But in terms of what the foundation is going to be, it's identifying those values and then encouraging, practicing, getting the courage to show up with authenticity. Because that's usually, which is so interesting to me, it's usually the hardest part for people. It's the most important part. but it's oftentimes very scary for people.
1: Okay, so so talk to me about this because this is such a great point. And I told this story in the past where as a young coach in the environment that I was in, like I had no strength and conditioning experience until I worked at Ball State. And then I'm in like an incubator for two and a half years, right? And there was a certain kind of coach, right? It's D1 Athletics. And I mean, you can kind of imagine the model, right? It's kind of hard edge. If you've met me like, (laughs) <laughs> there's not a lot of hard edges here. You know what I mean? Like I kind of am who I am, but you try and emulate that model. Cause that's all totally. you know. Okay. Totally. And so it took me a long time to figure out, Hey, if I'm just like me and I train and coach and act the way I'm most comfortable, I get the best results. So how do you help people get over that? Right. Or how do you get them to that point where they're like, okay, I really just need to listen to her and find my own voice and do it that way.
0: Totally, and I love that you brought that up because it is so important. I think it's a very standard part of our journeys is that first we imitate and we look to imitate those around us because we're trying. One, we want to fit in, and two, we're yes. like we don't know. Yeah, right. So most people we don't want to just like stand out right away because you're like I'm gonna get fired. So let me <laughs> right. <laughs> let me, let me bag it up just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's super important. There's nothing to be ashamed of. With that's how it starts. It's the goal, like you said, then is to you know be able to come into your own and gain the confidence to show up. As your as yourself. And so for me, that's why I kind of hinted at earlier. I use vehicles. And in this case, for the business, Instagram is a phenomenal vehicle because you can get so many reps so quickly. Yeah. And by reps, I just mean content. And I just want people to speak and post and share their ideas and share and share and share and share. And share because eventually, you start figuring out what you like talking about, what's easy for you to talk about, what you want to be talking about, and there may also be a piece of like, dude, I can't keep up this facade anymore anyway. So this is right. what we're talking about. <laughs> like, right. I'm tired. We're just gonna be you know straight, straight shooter from here out. So definitely has been vehicles. My my the one that I use now is is typically content. I want people to create content. Instagram is the platform I prefer the most, uh, and you can it can go one of you know one of multiple ways, but. And for some instances, you show up and you start sharing as yourself, and then at some point, it may take a really long time. It's a slow play game. Slow play game, but you start getting some validation. Maybe yeah. it's one person, right? and it may take a long time for that one person. But there's definitely value in that. And so I will be the cheerleader for people, you know, as needed as they're moving towards that. But it's definitely right now it's the business side of things, getting reps, uh, getting reps with. In this case, Instagram and Mike. Something I like to encourage people to do is what my uh, one of my old clients called diversifying your joy portfolio.
1: Mm.
0: So one of the, if you tie that into kind of diversifying your confidence portfolio, one of the things that happens when people try to build a brand is that that's like all that they're doing. It's it. Yes. The problem with that is that like it takes a long time. Trying to build a business, right? Kind of using business and brand interchangeably here. But when they're trying to build this thing, it's all they're focused on. And so it's like all that they're getting their affirmation and self worth from. And it's not going anywhere because it just started. (laughs) Right. Like no one's watching. So it's crucial during those times to be doing other things that light you up, that bring you joy, that make you feel confident. And then you borrow from those things. And then you're not borrowing in like an arrogant way of like, I did this, I could do anything, but like, hey, I learned how to do that. I'm good at that. There's worth over here. There's value over here. I can try this. I have some confidence. I have some excitement, some happiness, some joy going into that. Uh, And that's super, super important for people.
1: I I love that. So back in the day, like way back in the day when articles were more of a thing and everybody was like, oh, I want to start a blog or I want to write for whatever website. I used to always tell them that's cool. Be prepared. And okay with the fact you could write an article every week for a year. And if Mm -hmm. you're okay with just you and your significant other and your mom reading that. (laughs) Yeah, if you're okay with that, then you can succeed in this game. And if you're not, I don't know, man. Um, And the other thing that you mentioned that I love about, about Instagram too is so many times people just get caught up in, I've got to be great on camera. Go back and look at people. Nobody or very, I want to, I'm not going to say nobody. Very few people are comfortable yeah. on camera day one. So the people that are most successful, go back, look at their first videos. They go scroll all the way back. Go all the way back. Look at that. Also, too, as, ta- as far as reps go, you don't always have to talk on camera. Sometimes it's a picture and writing the caption. Because That's now it. you're building your communication skills, too.
0: Yes. I love Instagram for this. You have so many ways of refining so many different skills. I yeah. love that you brought that up because. You know, teaching is repetition. How many different ways can you say the same thing? One of my favorite things about Gray Cook is that he is a master of analogies. And so you could teach to so many different kinds of people because they get related to this thing or related to this thing. or say it in this way, but it's the same concept that's being delivered. Mm -hmm. That's Instagram. How many different ways can you convey the same idea? Can you do it as a video? Can you do it as a swipe content post? Can you do it as a still shot with a caption? Can you get into your stories? Can you go live about it? So many different options and so many different reps. I also think there's value in what you said about, you know, scrolling back and seeing where people were at and, and how they started. While you're doing that, you probably won't even make it all the way back to the beginning, which is actually the magic. You see how many posts they have. So yeah. one of the things that I'll talk about with my own account is that people will get, you know, fixated on follower count. And I'm like, let's focus on the first number, which is how many posts do you have? <laughs> like, I think I'm like over four thousand posts now. I'm like if you can scroll back to the beginning, God bless you because yeah. <laughs> I can't go back all the way to there, right like, That's where you get that those all of those reps, all of that volume that accrues, and it becomes kind of inevitable that you find you know quote unquote find your voice or decide to to speak like yourself,
1: yeah, there's definitely a snowball effect
0: for absolutely sure. Mike. for sure absolutely,
1: okay, so I'm sure a lot of people listening in are going to say, man, Shantae is killing it. She's done 4,000 posts, but I'm new. I've never done this before. I don't know where to start. So what advice do you give to somebody that is trying to find their voice? They're new to the game. They want to build their own business or their own brand. How do you get them started? Totally. So
0: a few things and you nailed it. uh, You nailed it before. And I'm very much that like 30,000 foot view teacher. I will Mm -hmm. give people steps, but I'm very uh, conceptual with things. Uh, But Number one, like Mike said, have expectations of effort, not outcome. If you're going in and being like, I spent three hours on this, I better get a lot of likes. Well, you're going to stop. I (laughs) promise you because you're not going to get any likes. (laughs) That's the first thing. The second thing to think about going in is post and move. In the beginning, everything feels so precious. It feels so important because you know, I did a reel about this. We use that phrase, it's just a drop in the bucket. But if your bucket's empty, that drop is like very important. Yeah, When the buckets have full, three quarters full, it's like, then it is just another drop. So we're looking to really focus on accruing volume so that those initial posts. One, we are posting and moving uh, from a te- technical or tactical perspective. It can be helpful to put time parameters on right so parkinson's law works expands to fill the time that it's allotted so one be realistic with that it's not going to take you five minutes it's probably going to be like an hour but put those boundaries on it and be like whatever's done that's what's going up because we need to get you just to get the reps and understand that you're not going to die Right. Expose your nervous system to this and be like, oh, I, I survived. I, I can handle this. Right. Uh, and so, number one, we said post and move Two, put time parameters on it. Um, three, the space is noisy. Right. Anyone that's, t- that's going to tell you like, oh, it's it's not saturated. It's fine. They're kind of lying to you. This is a both and situation. The space is saturated, but there will always be room at the top. If you're mm-hmm. the best. There's plenty of room. Right. Right? So as it relates to the online space, your best bet for cutting through the noise is not screaming louder. It's being specific. So the faster that you can niche down, which is one of the hardest things to ask people to do, but the faster you can niche down, which is typically learning your no, get started and be like, actually, I don't want to do that kind of thing. The faster you can do that, the quicker, the easier, sorry, that you'll cut through the noise. Uh, So we niche down. And then the second thing is be repetitive. That's actually mm. the goal. Folks tend to be like, "Ah, oh, I said it already. You know who saw it? No one. Actually, Mike told you, your mom saw it.
1: Yeah, That's it. right.
0: Nobody else saw it. And
1: your mom will right. like it when she watches it the second and third <laughs> <Exactly>. time too.
0: <laughs> exactly. Right. Once is never to borrow from the uh, parkour community. So the goal is to say the same things over and over and over again. But we're looking to post and move, realizing like, kind of take away some of the, like, the importance that we're placing on each uh, each post.
1: I love it. I love it. Okay, so that's like the new person, right? They want to get in the game. They're paralyzed because they don't know what to, to do or how to start. Talk to me about the person that has maybe been in the game a while. And we know this person, right? I know you know this mm-hmm. person in your head. Like, they are good. They are good. But they ha- they for whatever reason, I don't want to get on social or I don't know what to talk about on social. Totally. How do you help these people create content ideas?
0: Totally. Totally. Okay, so... Number one is why do you actually wanna be on there? I left the business of convincing years ago. It's the worst business you could ever be yeah. in, right? If you don't wanna be on Instagram, that's fine. I'll be like like the person, <laughs> that, I, I don't care. I'm never here to be like, have someone be like, convince me to go on there. I'd be like, don't use it. You're going to hate it. You have to enjoy this. Then you got to find a way to enjoy the things that you're doing. So number one, I mean, identify your why. Even if it's like, hey, I think that I could make some more connections. I could get some more clients. That's awesome. And we look to kind of change that outlook because if you hate it going in, like you're just not going to stick with it because it is a a long play game. Two, in terms of, uh, I don't know know, what what to talk about. And I want to kind of make this a two part. So if we write no, I have to write down things on my board, otherwise I forget.
1: You're
0: fine. Um, (laughs) As I'm like talking, you know, a million miles a minute here and already said. So in terms of knowing what to talk about, we want to let it be easy, right? I am all about lowering the bar for things, lowering the bar for entry, the barrier, excuse me, lowering the barrier for entry with things and let it be easy. So my good friend, Winnie Lingovic, has what she calls the three C's of content creation. We're going to collect the dots We're going to connect the dots and we're going to communicate the picture collecting the dots the dots are information the dots are everything that's happening during your during your day the clients that you're working with the questions that maybe your family is asking your friends the people who you're working with anything and everything that happens the things that you're interested in the things that you're doing it's all information it's all dots the next thing is connect so you're going to collect connect excuse me that information that you just collected You're going to connect that with whatever it is that you provide as a service for your people. Do You teach them how to get stronger. You have to teach them how to get faster, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So we've collected information. We're connecting that information to the service that we provide. And then three is communicate the picture, aka create the content where we're just going to explain what we just collected and connected and we explain it. Now, this is like Mike had said earlier, this is where reps comes into play. In the beginning, you may be like very verbose. You may be like, I'm fumbling over things. I'm not like the best. at How do I like pare this down? (laughs) That's just reps. Right. Right. And that's where going back to like, hey, put a timer on this. This is how long we're going to be working on this thing. And then we're going to remember that we still got to post tomorrow. So my whole thing is post every day. And I'm not having people post every day to go viral. I'm right. having people post every day to decrease how important they make each post feel, to get the reps, to have more opportunities to just connect with their audience, not because like, this is how you beat the system. This is how you get proficient and get yeah. over yourself.
1: I love it. Posting daily.
0: Uh, so for those that are saying, I don't talk about that's where I would go. And then for those that it kind of ties into that, what I hear is, oh, but it's already been said good. It's proof of concept, right? Yes. (laughs) Once is never. And we want it to already be said because like if it hasn't been said yet, people don't necessarily know its value or its importance or how they feel Mm -hmm. about it. And then that's a double kind of mountain for you to climb of like trying to convey the importance and then trying to show them like, hey, and this is why I'm the person to help you. Whereas if it's something that's already been said, people know that there's some value there. Now you just get to put your spin on it, right? We have to remember that people are busy. Right? People are living their own lives. The things that we t- that we are just like think are basic people have the general population has no idea about. Right. right? And they don't have the time to be researching these things. I truly believe that you know we're in the information age and people are looking for someone who they trust to tell them things they could go and Google on their own. Right. right? So this is where it's a matter of you saying the same things putting your own spin on it, and just showing up as you because that's a big part about you know marketing and branding. And, and that's you know, the big arguments I would give for people.
1: I love it. I love it. And and one final thing, one thing that has always worked for me if you're really struggling, if you're out there working with people every day, just write down the questions you get asked. That's it. Literally, you it just down. answered the question. Write it down and then go shoot a video about it on that's your it. lunch break. Done.
0: 100%. So simple.
1: Okay. So one of the biggest issues when it comes to creating content, writing, speaking, or even shooting videos is confidence. We yeah. all know this, right? And we know great coaches that will tell us, oh man, I just, I'm just i just not confident on camera, whatever. So with that being said, how do you suggest somebody builds their confidence so they can speak with clarity, authority, and power?
0: Man, it's a simple answer that nobody wants to hear. Confidence comes from doing the thing, not delaying the decision. Right. Ooh, I like it's, that. It's, I feel like that's some part of that is from Brooke Castillo. She said something like that. Yeah. But we I know like that it's though. on the other side of action. So confidence is a byproduct of action. It's not, we, it's a skill. It's not on the front side of, yes, some people have inherently more confidence with certain things. That's, that's fine. But what are you going to do about it? Just like be mad. Like, ah, Mike has more confidence. <laughs> it doesn't change the fact that you don't have any. So. <laughs> right. Like it comes from doing the thing. And this is where if we kind of circle back a little bit, lower that barrier let it be easy and something that may be important as it relates to social you may need to unfollow or or mute your peers like i I don't suggest following them anyway like this is follow people who you want to hang out with in person not because you feel obligated or because you hate following them like just to like keep an eye on what they're doing then get salty about it you may need to get rid of that because if you're just sitting there constantly comparing yourself just remove that so this way you're not like oh well you know mike would have done it like this well you're not Mike. Yeah. You're here to show up and get the results. And, you know, when I oftentimes when I say that it's just doing that thing, you know, we can there's ways to lower the, the the barrier there, but it is still just taking action and doing the thing. People get upset. But, you know, I think that oftentimes we like to make solutions more complex in our head so that we have a reason to not do it.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. So one of the things that that Bill Hartman, my business partner, has talked about. He does a lot of the post and run. And I don't yes. know if you if you were to, if <laughs> you were talking move. about this, but you post and move. Yeah. So same thing, That's right? It. <laughs> it's like, look, I, I don't necessarily need all the feedback. I definitely don't need all the noise from yep. scrolling on all the reels and pictures and the highlight mm-hmm. reels of everybody else. Yep. Post post and move, post and run. Like just make sure you're doing your thing, not focusing on what everybody Man. else is doing.
0: That, that, I really feel that between that and, you know, if you know that you're someone that really suffers from or struggles with comparisonitis, same thing with imposter syndrome. One of the things I'll recommend is like, I want you to double or triple your content production. Mm -hmm. I want you to be so busy that you don't have time to be worrying about that. Like, oh, I got to do another thing. I got to do another thing. We when people do one thing a week and then they're just using this other time and I get it, we need to decompress and things like that. But it's been my experience. And you know, we'll tie it back into movement like we started the podcast. When you're so in something, you like that's it. I don't have time to be worrying about how much that person is lifting because I'm over here getting my gains. Like right, right now, I'm really in with volleyball, and like that's all I'm doing. If I'm watching someone else, it's to better my game, not to compare myself. It's to be like, okay, what is the strategy there like? Right. What, is, what are they doing differently? Because I'm so into it. So from a what can I do, like Mike said, post and run, post and move, and also double your posting, double your content generation so that you literally don't have time to be worrying about other stuff or go do other things and diversify your joy, confidence portfolio so yeah. you don't have time to just be sitting there like, I'm not as good.
1: Yeah, I love that. Okay, so last but not least here in our email convo prior to this show, I always like to ask the guests when they're coming on, like, what do you want to talk about? What are you excited about? And I'm just going to say, this was bar none, my favorite topic that you wrote down. How does one go about building their best life? Just talk to me about that. Yeah,
0: for sure. So I think it's so much. This has been a great episode. I'm like having a blast. I think it's been so much. You're welcome. It's been so much of what we've discussed already and largely circling that authenticity piece. Right. Where you realize that you have agency and you have choice and then you make the decision, which requires confidence to actually act on that and say, what do I want? What would make me happy? Which for some people, myself included, was a lot easier to to do. What don't I want? Mm
1: -hmm. What will
0: not make me happy? And then realizing like you have a choice there. Yeah, you can move. I moved across the country. Like, yeah, my family's on the East Coast, but I moved all the way. To, I'm living in SoCal now because I'm grossly affected by the weather. Yep. Grossly. And I was like, this <laughs> is where I want I, grossly, Mike. Like, I am a, I'm a, not a good person. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I made the decision and it took some time, but to move across the country. So in living your best life, it starts out with a realization, a decision, an understanding that you have choice and that you have autonomy. And then from there, it's about acting on that. And for some people, it's the hardest thing ever. And I'm not saying it's an overnight thing. Uh, You know, I said early in the podcast that my journey has largely been one of exclusion, but also one of vehicles. And, you know, if you look at my whole career, I've had just different vehicles that I've used to help people live their best life because we're showing people possibility, right? So from a movement perspective, we all know. We all know something like deadlifting, especially for women, deadlifting, bench pressing, anything like you're moving heavy weight. When people see that they can do something now that they couldn't do before, suddenly they're like, what else can I do? Yeah. I never thought I could do that. And I could do that. Yep. What else could I do? And so for me, that's just been it's been vehicles of, you know, from the movement side of things with, with physical therapy to teaching and also that became the educator of the actual um, providers to, so they could be like, I can get better results. I could treat in a different way. I can think outside the box. What else is there for me? Right. And then moved into Instagram and you know online business. It's all been vehicles to help people identify, create, and then actually live their best life, which starts with realizing you have choice. You have agency. You have to- autonomy. There is possibility. There is hope. And then having the confidence to act on those things.
1: Yeah. And I think the thing that people need to understand is, look, you're going to have to make some some tough choices and you're going to have to ask yourself some tough questions. And yeah. nobody else, like people can help kind of guide you and mentor you. But ultimately, there's not a lot right. of like black and white, yes and no answers in life. I think that's uh, the hardest part mm-hmm. is you hit a certain age and you're like, look, man, everybody else is just kind of figuring this out like I am. That's it. <laughs> right? Like nobody has all the answers. So you have to just be okay with, hey, look. This is what I think is the best thing, and it's a big decision, and I'm going to do it, and I'm going to see what happens. And it's totally. scary.
0: It is scary. You know, if we think about it, I'm so grateful that my background is physical therapy, is movement, because we start learning about and understanding more, I would say, than the average person about the nervous system right? and and how we operate. Yep. And the nervous system, like when we have that book came out, Born to Run, I don't know if that's true. You go outside and look and you're like, that person's not born to run.
1: (laughs) They are (laughs) most definitely not born to run.
0: (laughs) I don't know about that, right? (laughs) But we are born to survive, right? Everything the nervous system's doing is to seek Mm. safety, everything. And so as it relates to gaining confidence and building your best life and taking these chances and doing some of these scary things, to me, the emphasis should be put on not having the courage to do the things it's more so training yourself to have the confidence to know you can handle the outcome mm, that is yeah. what allows us to do things so like we know if i want someone to jump higher i just go have them do a depth jump or box jump the next jump will be higher it is diminishing returns on that but sure the only thing that happens there i told the nervous system it's okay you can attenuate these forces and give me give me the ability to actually jump higher now right and it'll do that right yeah same thing happens with anything in life we have to show ourselves that like we can handle the outcome of that build resiliency on the outcome side. And so that part of that is like having these little baby steps, something like posting and realizing like, I didn't die. Okay. I can handle the outcome of this. I can do more. I can build upon that and keep and keep going.
1: For sure. I love it. Okay. Big question time. If you could alter the space time continuum and give young Shantae Cofield one piece of advice, what would it be?
0: I love this question. And I get this when we go on other podcasts and I watch, you know, we've all seen back to the future and yeah. life effect. And those movies mess with my head so much that I'm like, <laughs> I would not change anything because yeah. everything else changes. Right. But in my mind, I would, if I went back, I would just say, keep going. That's yeah. it. I wouldn't say a single other thing.
1: I love it. I love it. Well, that's easy. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> last but not least, then we've got our lightning round. Okay. So five fairly short questions. Your answer can be as long or short as you like. Number cool. one, it's a new one I've been testing out here lately. What was your first car?
0: I had a Chevy Blazer, Okay. Uh, but it was not my dream car though. My, my first dream car was a Pontiac Aztec, which is a very polarizing car. Okay. Some people hate it, Yeah. some people love it. And I did get one later on, I was 30 years old, but I but I got one.
1: Yeah, okay, I like it, <laughs> I like it. Okay, number two, even though the coaching days are more in the past right now, or maybe as far as the physical side, This could be your social side and your mentoring Mm -hmm. side. What's your career highlight so far as a coach?
0: Um, I don't know if I have a specific one, but it is so genuinely thrilling, motivating, just fulfilling when I have people write to me and say, like, I chose to do this. I'm making this big decision. I left my job. I'm taking a chance on myself. I'm believing in myself. That's the most ama- absolutely incredible thing. And I get those messages pretty frequently. And it's one of the things that keeps me going. I'm actually looking over the side right now because I'm looking at, I print them out sometimes I put them in a desk Yeah. and it is just absolutely incredible because it's all different types of things, right? Like I have people on my email list that are right back to me and they're like, listen, I'm a mom of five, I don't have my own business, but what you say resonates. And like, this is what I've decided to do. In other it's like, I'm taking some time for myself or like just these little things. And that is, hands down, those are the highlights of my career.
1: I love it, I love it. Okay, number three, what's the first ever concert you went to?
0: First ever Garth Brooks. I'm really a music fan, right? Surprise. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. I never would have guessed that. Right? I never would have guessed that. I love it. Okay. And I lied. I actually have six for you. So number four, talk to me about the movement maestro. How did that come about?
0: Love this question. Hopefully it will help somebody. Movement maestro came about because the movement mechanic was taken. So Ah, when I first started, I was like, I think I want like some sort of moniker... Like you know, Wad Doc was doing this thing. K Star at that time was, uh, you know, Supple Leopard and Mobility Wad. Now they're the Ready State. But like they had these things, and I was like, again, like you said earlier, kind of imitation first. And I was like, well, they have these things, I'll have this thing and like a name. I knew that I wanted some flexibility with because I didn't know if I'd do this forever. And to me, movement, it, yes, it is physical movement, but it's also like this moving through life. There's just yeah. so much that it can be done with it. And I was like, okay, that'll afford me some wiggle room. And then I just wanted the alliteration because it's easier to remember. So I went with movement mechanic. And I was like, oh, cool. There's like a lot of things you could do with that, especially I was still treating that like, you know, you could do different plays on things for marketing. And then I took that, I took that handle, I made a, went to make a Facebook page and noticed that uh, I was like, let me like Google this and make sure nobody like has this. Cause no one had it on Instagram, but I was like, and then these like massage therapists, I think out of like Denver had it trademarked. And I was like, "Mm, Mm. I should probably not use this then. Yeah. Sad face. So, right. So I was just looking for M names and everything, all that kept coming up in my mind was maestro. And I was like, this is dumb. (laughs) Like, this doesn't really fit, but, like, it's an M. And, like, I could play, like, you know, orchestrating your movement. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I just, like, pulled the trigger on it. Not because I loved it, but because it fit. And I was sick of thinking of, like, right. racking my brain. And it wasn't taken.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: I, it wasn't taken anywhere. I had the domain. Was op- everything was open. Uh, except on Twitter. And it wasn't open because the it's too long. And I was like, Twitter, uh, get it together. There's too many characters. so. Right. I was like, all right, I'm gonna go with that. And it has grown on me, you know? Yeah. so when people are like trying to think of names for their, their brands and things like that, I'm just like, pick one. You can always change it. You can change the logo and things later. I just want you to get started. And you are what make the brand. Like people yes. love the name now. And they're like, oh, it's so cool. And I'm like, because cool. you like me. Yeah. I think like if you didn't like me, you'd be like, that's a stupid name.
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so. That's true. I love it, I love it. Okay, number five, who's your real life hero?
0: I would say I have three here, but they're similar. It'd be my grandmother, my mom, and my sister. I think that moms are superheroes. They're all moms. And I watch how they navigate life. I know how they've supported me in various ways. Um, And it's really cool because my sister, so I'm the oldest. I'm 37. My brother's 20, 29. My sister is 27. And my youngest brother is 19, they'll be 19 soon. So big age difference, which is why I stayed on the East Coast for school. Yeah. But now my my sister is so talented with graphic design and things like that. So she's like the sweatshirt I'm wearing right now, like she designed this.
1: Oh, yeah, that's awesome. It's like, right? Like
0: I can just send things and she knows me clearly. And so I'd be like, myestrify this. Like, I have this idea, but like I don't really know. Can you help me out with this? And so the way that she supports me, the way that she supports her family, and she has two young boys. The way that my grandmother supported the family, the way my mom supported me, and and you know just how they all show up in life, but hands down, without a doubt, my my heroes, my superheroes.
1: Yeah, some strong women, I'm sure.
0: So absolutely,
1: I love it. Okay, last but not least, what's next for Shantae Cofield?
0: Well. First off, immediately I got some more speaking gigs. That is my goal. That was my goal for 2020 was I really love that kind of leveraged model where you're speaking on a stage. I love it. It's the best place for me. I can like break things down, but it's not my strongest suit. I'm better with like inspirational, motivational, big overarching themes. So that was my goal for 2020. 2020 had other plans. I still did some virtually, but there is nothing like the magic of being in the room, right? It's not Not the the same. same. So I have some speaking gigs lined up this year, the goal is to grow those. Uh, I may or may not be toying with writing a book. Oh, and yeah. I think uh, the next thing overall for me is probably at some point, removing the vehicle of online business as the, the vehicle for personal growth and transformation and just directly helping people with that.
1: Yeah, I like that a lot, yeah. well, sh- Shante. You're amazing. This was so much my, fun. This
0: was so great. This was
1: <laughs> so great. Like, well, I can tell you, you've done this before, so that helps. But <laughs> this is <laughs> this is fun. This is fun. Okay, where can my listeners find out more about you? All the links. Where can they sure get thing. all of you?
0: Main thing, best thing is just go to Instagram, the Movement Maestro. This was another thing I thought about as I was like, Maestro is kind of hard to spell, but it's okay. People figure it out. Yes. Uh, M A E S T R O is Maestro. Um, I realize it's a very like. American way to say maestro, but yes, that's how I say it. That's um, fine. So uh, easiest thing to do is Instagram DM me. I would love to to chat with you. Say hi. Um, I'm always in my DMs. I, I love it. So yeah. all my links and everything are in the link in that bio. So if you hate Instagram and still want to check stuff out, then you can go to my website, which is the same, the themovementmaestro.com, and everything's there as well.
1: Perfect. All right. Yeah. Well, shantae again, thank you so much for your time today. This was really great.
0: Mike, this was phenomenal. Thank
1: you. All right, my friend, that does it for this week's episode with Dr. Shantae Cofield. Really hope you enjoyed it. Like I said up top, great energy, great discussion. I think Shantae has such a great outlook on how to attack this whole thing, whether it's building a business, building your brand, enjoying life a little bit more. She has such a great outlook and just so much great energy. I really hope you enjoyed our discussion. Make sure you follow her on social. She is a wealth of information. And if you're one of those people that has great content to share with the world, but you're a little bit scared, maybe a little bit shy, maybe unconfident in what you can deliver, start following her stuff. I guarantee she's going to help get you motivated. So if you enjoyed this episode, please do me a small favor. Wherever you consume podcasts, go there right now today and hit the subscribe button anywhere where you like to listen to shows, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, the Amazon store, wherever you consume podcasts, hit the subscribe button right now so you know each and every week when a new episode drops. So my friend, as always, thank you so much for your support. Love and appreciate you. And we'll be back next week with our next episode. Take care.